Welcome to the Vintage Collection Podcast. I'm Victoria of Victoria's Cantina and the Cantina Chatter Podcast, and it is here that we celebrate the legacy of Hasbro's Star Wars, the Vintage Collection line. The Vintage Collection consists of highly detailed and super articulated action figures, play sets, and vehicles in the three and three quarter inch scale. It is the culmination of 42 years of toy history going back to the original Kenner Star Wars line in 1978. Ask any longtime collector of this classic toy line what the vintage collection means to them, and you are likely to hear words such as childhood, quality, selection, packaging, and innovation. At the Vintage Collection Podcast, we advocate for the continuation and heightened support of this beloved toy line so that it furthers the collection it has established and inspires new generations of collectors for years to come. In the Vintage Collection Podcast, you'll hear from some of the most established collectors and content creators who routinely express their love and support for the Vintage Collection. These include Chris from BanthaSkull.com, John from the Vintage Collection Facebook group, Tim from Bosk's Bounty on YouTube, and Tyler from Star Wars The Vintage Collection on Instagram. In this inaugural episode, we'll chat with some of these esteemed and highly regarded collectors to catch up on the latest news and talk various topics regarding Star Wars The Vintage Collection. At Hasbro PulseCon 2020, Hasbro announced a upcoming repack slash refresh slash repaint wave that is being prepped for release in 2021. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about repacks now and the kinds of repacks that uh, we as longtime collectors like to see going forward. And to help me do that, I have Tim from Bosk's Bounty joining me. Tim, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show absolutely so uh tim tell us a little bit about what you do with bosk's bounty um so boss bounty is my uh youtube channel and i also have a website that sort of goes along with it which i should do more with really um but yeah my youtube channel is basically centered around the vintage collection and star wars collecting in general and i do video reviews of new figures some older figures that have come out in previous lines and occasionally a bit in the black series nice yeah i've been following your channel for a while now uh, how many subscribers are you guys at um i just passed ten thousand a couple of weeks ago so i'm probably about ten and a half thousand now which is nice uh, yeah i'm really yeah i'm really <laughs> i never actually thought i'd get that far to be honest it's been a couple of years but yeah i'm really proud of it i must admit absolutely congratulations that's uh that's that's not easy to do no no thank you yeah yeah uh, no i love your content uh, obviously like you said you focus on the vintage collection and, uh, you know, all of your videos uh, tend to involve various aspects of the vintage collection. And um, the most recent one that I watched was the one that you did uh, rating the various Princess Leia cardbacks. Yeah, so I went through the all of the vintage collection Princess Leia cardbacks that have been released since 2010. Well, actually 2004 with the uh, original trilogy collection. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of picked my top, top three at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. And uh, it's always great to see those because, you know, I have 
Uh, I have most of those, but I don't have all of them on display. I tend to have to rotate different ones uh, in and out from time to time. So uh, it was just nice to see you bring, bring them each out. And, you know, you have, you know, really nice setup. Your lighting and everything is dialed in very well. So you can see everything very nicely. And uh, I think Princess Leia has some of the most gorgeous card backs in the vintage collection. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Some of those are, well, I mean, it helps that it's Carrie Fisher. She's obviously a... Uh, extremely attractive lady the car backs that they've chosen for some of those some of them date back to the original 96 uh, Kenner car backs and some of them that Hasbro have sort of you know designed themselves but I think we mentioned uh, the Yavin one and I think we had a little Twitter conversation didn't we that's basically saying that you know Hasbro really sort of did what Kenner would have done yeah I totally agreed with that you know Yes, that's, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I, I love that card. I wish that uh, some of the others they were doing were quite to that level of quality because, you know, some of them, it, it just feels like they just went into Microsoft Paint and did something really quick. <laughs> the the Yavin one is definitely like from the film, isn't it? Whereas, yeah, you're right. Some of the some of the new ones, especially for things like Solo and, um, yeah, the Solo ones in particular are yeah. really bad. You know, they, they look like, as you say, Microsoft Paint or... A, or just a, a digital image which has been touched up too much. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the only thing that bothers me about it, and I, I think the green that they use, like the shade of green is, is gorgeous for that card back, but I was looking mm. at them the other day. Um, so Luke is on a blue uh, name pill with a blue background, uh, but the ceremonial Han they did a while back uh, is also on green, just like Leia's. It's not the same shade of green, but it's also right. it's also green. So I kind of wish that the three of them were a little bit, you know, that they each had like a totally different color. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's some sometimes the color choice that they go with is a bit weird. Um, like with the Rogue Ones recently, they've all been yes. they've all been green <laughs> recently, haven't they? Um, so it is uh, you know I don't really know who makes these decisions, but I th- there must be some kind of science behind it. Yeah, and that's that's you know that's totally a uh, that's something that most people probably aren't going to notice. But if you're listening to the Vintage Collection podcast, then obviously that's a very Vintage Collection collector's uh, sort of critique. Yeah, the the name pill and the color behind the figure is very important. You know, it is absolutely. Um, have you heard of my? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it on on Twitter. I, I bring it up occasionally, but uh, my little run in I had with Carrie Fisher a while back. I haven't, no, no. So no. I was at a Star Wars celebration in Los Angeles in 2007. And, uh, you know, these these conventions are super jam-packed with people. They're very busy. Uh, and, you know, lots of things happen. Um, so I was at the cafeteria uh, getting a, a snack um, with, a, with a friend. And um, I was in line and I ordered a hot dog. And uh, there was a lady next to me. I, I never looked at her um, because, I mean, it's not my, you know, if you, somebody's wearing a Star Wars costume at a convention, sure. But, you know, if it's just somebody that, you know, standing next to you or something, I don't, you know, I mind my own for the most part. So yeah. um, all I heard her say was, oh, I'd like to have one as well. And, um, you know, I, so for, for maybe five minutes or so, uh, you know, I was in line waiting to get this hot dog. And, uh, you know, going through the, it was like a cafeteria style setup. Uh, I paid for my hot dog. Then I went to the little station where you can dress it. You know, you can put on your, your, your condiments, your, your ketchup, your <laughs> mustard, uh, relish, whatever you want to put on it. Uh, so the lady, uh, she got there right after I did and started doing the same thing, standing right next to me. 
Um, I just assumed, you know, I, I knew I knew that there were a couple other people with her that were wearing black and I just assumed maybe they were like on their break. Maybe there were workers saying I didn't know. And then I started noticing like some commotion. I, I noticed somebody started taking a picture in my direction. I'm like, huh. And then I saw it again. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And then lo and behold, the lady that was next to me ordering a hot dog was Carrie Fisher. <laughs> oh, no. It was, did you not uh, notice? Did you not sort of twig when you heard the, the voice? Because it's quite a distinctive, distinctive voice, isn't it? Yeah, when she no, ordered. not really. Not really. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> there's so much, com- you know, it's it, these conventions are just so jam packed. And, you know, yeah. there's so much in your mind. Oh, I got to hurry so that I can get to this next panel or whatever it is you're going to see. And no. And then, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know those two people that had noticed her turned into like a swarm of people and you know i was just right right there in the middle of all this and um it was insane i never i never talked to her i never shook her hand or anything but um you know that's to me it's kind of a fun story to remember yeah absolutely i I mean i would have loved to have met her you know i mean we didn't living in the uk we don't get too many opportunities to do so but i think she was over at one of the celebrations and a few of my friends managed to you know get this get her signature and what have you but um yeah I, I i didn't i didn't get the chance i've met anthony daniels that's that's my only claim to fame <laughs> yeah i don't know he seems swell i've never met him but he seems swell um so yeah so we want to talk about uh some of the repacks that have been occurring in vintage collections so uh, Hasbro has stated in the past that these refreshes, as they call them, are meant to uh, be fan channel exclusives. Uh, so in the U.S., that's places like Big Bad Toy Store, Dorkside Toys, Entertainment Earth, and Hasbro Pulse has carried a, a lot of these over the last couple of years. And uh, their intent seems to be to get out um, popular releases from the past uh, back out into circulation, back uh, out there for people that maybe are new to Vintage Collection to yeah. add them to their collections, um, you know, today. Um, but there's there's been a, bit, a hugely mixed reception on a lot of the choices that they've made. So that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit today is is uh, kind of get into some of the choices that have been yeah. uh, announced. Most recently, it has RepulseCon. So, you know, there's a new wave. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what is going to be coming out in this refresh wave? Yeah, so it's centered around um, the prequel figures, well, except except for one. Um, so I think it's the Anakin in peasant disguise. We've got the Queen Amidala from Phantom Menace. We've got the battle droid. And then randomly, we've just got a TIE fighter pilot. Uh, they, they seem to put a random one in there each time, don't they? They did yes. it with the, the Lando <laughs> General. So all the others were Empire Strikes Back and then they put the Lando General. Um, but my theory for that was is that they probably wanted to put empire strikes back lando but they just haven't got that figure because the one from 2004 is just not good enough anymore so they couldn't have repacked that one or put you know put him into the line yeah um yeah it's a it's a weird it's a weird choice of figures this time i've 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 got to say when i was watching the uh live stream i i think i kind of missed something that the girl was saying about and i apologize i don't know her name it might be emily um i think i missed something that she was saying about either the phantom menace or the prequels in general that they're going to be featured quite heavily next year Mm -hmm. i'm sure i heard her say that and that's the reason that those particular figures have been chosen but again it is a weird weird choice of figures i mean it's certainly yes i wouldn't have picked any of them uh, to be (laughs) to come back to be honest yeah uh, yeah she did mention something about that that you know like early she strongly hinted at something you know related to the prequels and i have a feeling that this new Obi-Wan show that uh, Ewan McGregor says is going to be 
filming in March mm. uh, is going to maybe have flashbacks or some sort of, you know, tie into the prequels. So uh, maybe that's what it was. Who knows? Oh, we can just but speculate, it's a, it's a, of course. It, it's a weird one, though, isn't it? Because we when was the Phantom Menace uh, 20th anniversary? That was, was that last year? Yes, twenty. Yes, twenty. So they didn't do anything for that, did they? And then no, you know, <laughs> and now they're doing this. It's just it's it is bizarre. I, I don't know. And in general, the repack waves. I mean, I've got nothing against them. I, I you know, I'm all for bringing more people into the line that um, weren't into it in when in the original time in 2010, and also, of course, you've got new collectors that have grown up now and they're sort of in their uh, you know late teens early 20s and they they want to get into this and they they were too young to buy it themselves back back in the day so i'm all for it them doing it yeah. um but i just i just wish that they would think about the character choices a bit more i, th- I think the photo reel hasn't really sort of worked that well with right especially the luke skywalker and the han solo that recently came out yeah yeah some of these these refresh ways with photo reel are very difficult to find pristine samples of mm. uh i've noticed that with like you're saying the the empire strikes back slash return of the jedi wave that was really difficult uh hard to find a lando with a perfect hairline hard to find luke and han with good eyes mm. um i kind of feel like it's related to the sculpting because you know they're they're using the same sculpts that they've they've already you know had for you know ages now uh and they're applying this new um sort of paint technology that wasn't crafted with these sorts of sculpts in mind uh, if you compare yeah. them to more recent figures that are being released in vintage collection like brand new sculpts uh they're not having quite the same number of issues sometimes there's issues but it's not quite to the level as these refresh waves so uh, i feel like if they're going to bring back some of these older figures and i think it's it's almost imperative that they have a brand new head sculpt in order to uh you know qualify for these sorts of paint techniques yeah i totally agree i think I think the Lando one, you know, he was turning up with, you know, wonky eyebrows and his eyes printed wrong. And as you, as you mentioned, the hairline all over the place. Um, it's a shame, isn't it, really? Because, you know, these are the things that they're supposedly trying to get people in. And if that's the quality, uh-huh. then people are just going to be turned off immediately, especially if they see a, a Lando Black Series sitting next to him on the pegs, which, right. is, you know, has got a really good uh, yeah. sculpt and paint job, you know yeah no absolutely so yeah so you mentioned that you wouldn't have brought back any of these four figures uh would you have brought maybe back these characters but in different iterations yeah so i think there's you know much better anakins i mean you could have uh is it vc 14 or 13 i'm trying to rack my brains here the revenge of the sith one. Oh yes um that's that's a that's a better figure i mean the the peasant anakin's a weird one because he comes with a lightsaber, but he doesn't have the lightsaber at that point in the show, at least ignited anyway. He's dressed as a as, as a peasant, you know? And then underneath underneath that poncho, he's got some weird uh, paisley shirt on or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's... a weird, it's just a weird figure. Um, and the Queen Amidala, you know, I, I would have sooner them, you know, if they're going to do repacks, and I think I've said this before on my own shows, I've, I would have sooner them dipped into the 3.75 inch black series and given us the uh, Padme from the the arena, you know, in, uh-huh. in her white, in her white, because we haven't had that in the vintage collection, and it's right. a repack's a repack, you know. That, okay, they've got to bring out a new card for it, uh, but if we're if we're talking about specifically 
from vintage to vintage repacks then yeah there's loads of figures that they could have that they could have chosen over the ones that they have i think yes no i totally agree um and yeah you're right that episode two version of anakin does have like some sort of renaissance shirt underneath yeah um but um yeah no you're right the vc13 that's one of my favorite anakin figures um if they were able to dial in the photo reel on that one i think he could potentially look Mm. amazing yeah um and there's also you know you mentioned arena padme they did a a really nice uh, when they were doing the black series in three and three quarter inch they did a really nice arena padme and I think that same wave had a Anakin from Attack of the Clones and just his it regular did. outfit. It, yeah, and that's the one we need, really. That's the one that should have should have been in the vintage collection originally, I think, you know? Yes, yeah, th- those are great. He wears, that, he wears that for the majority of the show, uh, for, for the film, you know? How, how, how much of the film is he in that peasant disguise for? Probably five minutes, not even that, probably. Right, probably not even that. Um yeah, no, those those would have been great choices. And like you said, yeah, they would need to make new card backs. But, you know, clearly that doesn't take much work for them to do that. <laughs> those would have been good choices. Um, the, the battle droid, what do you think about that one? I think that one's not a bad choice. I mean, you can at least you can army build that one. Um, and it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good battle droid. And apparently they've done the whole paint scheme on him slightly different to make him look a bit more realistic, a bit more weathered and things like that. So there seems to be a bit more effort with that one and that's kind of like yeah. a smarter repack i think yeah yeah i think so uh i think that is a smarter repack uh, i only had one of them loose so you know i don't mind getting a few more of those yeah. um but like you said the tie fighter pilot it's 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 weird it's very random it's not a great sculpt i mean it certainly doesn't hold up today no um so yeah I, that one i just really don't get I don't think he even has ankle joints, that, that no, figure. No, it doesn't. So that's, you know, in this day and age, 2020, and you're putting out a figure with that hasn't got any type of ankle joints whatsoever. Right. And a troop builder um, at that. Yeah. And I got the TIE Fighter, but I haven't actually opened it yet because I knew that the wings fall off. They do. So I don't even <laughs> I don't even know which, which TIE, if, if the TIE Fighter pilot in that is the same that yes. was always in, on the on the card, you know? It's the same figure with, it's the uh, same. I, yeah, same figure. Uh, so yeah, you're right. So they though. seem to be, they, 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 you know, they're getting their their money's worth out of that figure, then, aren't they? Oh, totally. You're right, though. It, the wings do come off. Luckily, I, I have mine on the shelf, um, and it's it's just propped up on the two wings, and it seems to be it's standing. But yeah, one of the wings is just looking at it, it's kind of like coming out. So hopefully that doesn't just fall out one day. Hmm. Um. But yeah, no, this, uh, I'm trying to think of what the perfect formula could be for these, for these re- refresh waves. Um, I feel yeah. like one army builder in each one, if like, let's suppose they're doing two of these rush, refresh waves each year. Yeah. I feel like one army builder per refresh wave would, would be a good thing. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I'm on of the opinion that the new Rogue One Stormtrooper should be packed in various waves throughout the year anyway uh-huh. um you know just as like the eighth figure in the in the in the in the box or something um yes just just because people are always going to want that figure and i know uh, certainly in the uk he's he's hard to get hold of that rogue one stormtrooper so i know for a fact that a lot of people over here would love that just to be sort of almost permanently in the line um right but I, I think I think with the repack waves, they've they to start with they've gone with the main characters because I think they're thinking if if it's a new fan 
then the first thing they're going to want is the main characters. And I know that we had a bit of a Twitter conversation with, uh, it was with John, wasn't it, from the uh, Facebook group. And he put up a picture of his like perfect wave and I sort of disagreed with one of them. Shea Vizsla, I think it was. Uh-huh. Um, because that one for me, I, I, I'm not sure, as as collectors and people that know the value of that figure, I feel that it's, it's kind of a natural pick because anyone that wants that figure that hasn't got it doesn't really want to be paying 150 dollars for it at the moment right so to get it for 13.99 would be would be awesome yes uh the people that the people that are holding on to it at that value probably wouldn't be too happy but i think like a new collector might not actually really really want that character or maybe even not know who that character is um Uh they may have only watched the films not everybody dips into the expanded universe and reads the comics and, and things like that so right but the other ones that we came up with you know like the uh, the Hoth, the Hoth Trooper from Echo Base. I mean that that's a, that's that's a perfect one that we should be getting. Um, yes, a, a repack of. Yeah, you know, I um, I got to thinking, how many of those do I have? So I had to go check. I only have one. Um, I could use more, uh, and yeah. especially if they updated it with Photo Real. Yeah. Um, I think you know it, it offers something fresh. It offers something different. Uh, I'd say the same thing about the Rebel Trooper. Uh, I know that that's coming out with the uh, Tana V4 playset that they've got coming next year. Yes. Um, but it's the same head sculpt, so I kind of feel like it doesn't really qualify to me as a new figure on a Rogue One card. Yeah. Um, why can't that be a, a fan channel? Um, I was, you know, was going to mention wave? that one as well. Yeah, that's, I mean, if, you, if you're bringing that playset out and it's only got the one figure in, I know, I know they're trying to make you buy two or three of those sets, but me... I'm just going to buy the one set because it's just going to f- lay flat against the wall on a shelf and that'll be absolutely fine for me. Uh-huh. And I won't want to open that figure because I want at least one carded. Yes. So I, I am going to buy two, but I'll probably only use one of the play sets. Um, uh, but then if you think, okay, well, I could just go back to the original uh, Rebel Fleet Trooper that came out in 2010 that one's really expensive now on the secondary market and even more so now that the playset's been announced because people right. are like <laughs> people know people know that other people are going to want that figure so it's, he's gone up in price yeah. so he's 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 like a stone wall he should have been the minute that uh, playset was announced it's okay you get the exclusive card back in the set but you know the girl was showing it on the on the Hasbro Pulse live stream with four or five rebel fleet troopers on her little diorama now i don't know if loads of people have that many of them i certainly don't i don't either <laughs> and, I, and i would like some more of them but i don't want to have to buy four or five play sets to get them right exactly uh, i hope they figure that one out um i mean that's you know if each refresh wave had at least one army builder you know of course they would need to be uh, uh, an army builder that is up to you know more or less up to modern standards you know like we said yeah. the tie pilot doesn't doesn't really fit into that category because that sculpt is from the 2000s yeah um and you know it's on a case-by-case basis you know i'm talking about army builders in this case but if we're talking about aliens or something like that you know there's some great aliens that i think they could slap on vintage card backs that don't have ankles that would be perfectly acceptable yeah um but yeah, no, I, I I don't really get the logic behind that. Maybe maybe it will come back somehow, but uh, it it really seems like it should be timely. Like yes, they should have a Rebel Fleet Trooper in circulation in the main line in addition to that playset. Absolutely, and I think you know 
that there's always reasons for why they do and don't do things and i think perhaps maybe if they did bring it out then they would sell less sets um uh-huh. you know so it's a bit like with the uh the re-release of the mandalorian and cara dune figures their sets come out when the razor crest comes out right. for people that miss them this year and i understand in the states they were very hard to get hold of in stores yes we, we're, we're quite lucky in the uk that we have hasbro uk now and three or four of our main sort of collector websites deal directly with hasbro uk and they uh-huh. get solid cases of figures so yes the mandalorian awesome. himself did sell out but then we we did get him again so he's he's not in short supply for us yeah that's um, awesome. but I, I saw a lot of people saying why are they waiting for to bring just bring them out now you you know you've got the sculpts just make them and bring them out now but it's all to do with timing and marketing and you know they want to sure. bring those out at the time that the thing's coming out so I can understand that, but... Um, right, right. And of course, they have to, you know, if they need to order more, they have to place that order from the factory and the factory yeah. has to figure out, you know, when they, they their schedule's open to create another run of whatever item it is. And then, you know, then it's the waiting game. You know, they have to produce it, they have to ship it and then, you know, distribute it to stores. And, you know, all of this takes time. Absolutely, yeah. And obviously they've got their schedules probably mapped out for 18 months, haven't they? So they've got to sort yes. of fit it in somewhere. Right. And the fan uh, channel exclusives are also interesting because, you know, they're called fan channels, um, but they're these refresh waves are primarily meant to uh, bring back classic, well-known characters uh, for for new customers. But what I do wonder is how many new potential new customers that are shopping at Target, shopping at Walmart in the U.S. um, would be aware of Dorkside Toys or Entertainment Earth you know, the, the places that are carrying these fan channel uh, refresh waves. I, I think I think the whole thing is a little bit backwards. Um, it seems very strange that, as you say, the fan, the, fan, the fan channel repacks are, as we say, the main characters. They, that should be the ones that are in the stores um, because your, your average yeah. mom walks past with her child. Oh, look, it's Han Solo on the pegs. Brilliant, you know. Mm-hmm. And they'll pick it up, but but you know hardcore collectors, as you say, that shop at Dorkside Toys and Big Bad Toy Store, are they are they looking for a figure that they got ten years ago? Right, and it's almost the opposite because, uh, well, first of all, Hasbro said that these were supposed to not hit retail, and in the U.S., uh, yeah. they've been hitting retail um, pretty the second hard. Wa- from the second wave, wasn't it? So may- maybe yes. they maybe they felt that the the first wave fan channel that they called it. Um, didn't do as well as they hoped on the fan channels and then they've purposely seeped them out into yeah into into the into the retail because it, it was the be. it was the uh Bespin Han Solo wave that was the first one to go into retail wasn't it I think the second the second wave of repacks it, it's almost backwards like you're saying because yeah. uh the the waves like the yak face wave that never hit retail in the US um i think maybe some of the closeout stores like five below which we don't have any five below where i live um but some of those stores i think got you know some of those more um the the ones that didn't hit walmart or didn't hit the target stores uh, did find their way to some of these closeout places but it's almost more like these mainline items uh have been more fan channel exclusives uh quote unquote than the actual (laughs) fan channel uh waves yeah it, oh, it does seem odd. It does seem odd. They overstock on the 
on the on the refresh wave and then a really yeah. cool wave comes out and nobody ever gets to see it surprisingly they've actually done really well here from what i've seen they're actually selling through and i don't know if it's because like you're saying they are main characters and maybe kids are seeing them or new collectors are seeing them and they're buying them uh, but i haven't really seen anything pile up locally here in the san diego area no I think a lot of us are buying them anyway because they are updating some of the the paint, uh, you know, the photo yeah. reel. On it. So I think most of us that you know are really into the line are are probably collecting them. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we want to see a good balance. Uh, you know, when a vintage collection came back, you know, I, I think we all thought we were going to get more figures per year than we've actually received, mm. and uh, far fewer that have actually made it to retail in many cases. So um, yeah, no, here's hoping that going forward uh, they get they nail down whatever that perfect science and combination is regarding these refresh waves. And, uh, you know, the, the character selections are, are, you know, those that people genuinely become excited about and genuinely, you know, deserve to be, you know, refreshed and uh, reissued into the vintage collection. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, it's been great talking to you and, yeah. uh, I've enjoyed kind of reacting to the latest wave that was announced uh, by Hasbro at PulseCon. Um, do you have any parting thoughts here before we uh, depart? Only that I just hope the future is bright for the vintage collection and that uh, 2021 bears fruit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Tim, if our listeners would like to look you up online, where can they go? Um, so obviously my YouTube channel is, is Bosk's Bounty, um, and I was lucky enough to sort of secure most social media things for Bosk's Bounty. So Twitter at Bosk's Bounty, Instagram at Bosk's Bounty. I also have a website, uh, .com. uh but ma mainly on YouTube and, and, uh, Twitter really. That's where I sort of hang out most of the time. Awesome. Well, Hey Tim, once again, it's been fun and I look forward to chatting with you again. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Right, so we're here with John Miko. We're talking about the HasLab Star Wars The Vintage Collection Razor Crest, which has just surpassed its second tier uh, for this HasLab crowdfund project. And uh, we got a little bit to talk about today because uh, Hasbro had their Fan First Friday once again. It was completely focused on the Razor Crest. So really eager to talk the crest. So uh, John, how's it going? Hey, Victoria. I'm, I'm hanging in there these days. How are, how are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, any day that we get a little bit of a Star Wars toy news, I think it's a good day, uh, even if it's not always the news we want to hear. Um, <laughs> you know, toy news is toy news, right? So it can't be all bad. Exactly. I mean, I, I think right now we're, we're thankful for a lot of things, but one of them we're most thankful for is our hobbies and, and technology, right? So with technology, we're, we're able to really uh, connect with it and connect with each other mm -hmm. and, and enjoy that hobby with a lot more, a lot more people and hobbyists alike. And uh, especially with everything going on with conventions and, and uh, cons and all of that stuff. 
yeah. not happening, we at least get to embrace it through technology. So I'm definitely yeah. thankful, thankful for that and thankful for, you know, being able to do something like this with technology, too. So it's great. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad that, you know, a lot of people are taking advantage of the situation and, you know, Hasbro themselves doing these fan first Fridays for their various properties and licenses. And, you know, we love focusing, of course, on these um, these Star Wars fan first Fridays and, you know, the stuff that they um, well, not all the stuff, but sometimes they announce stuff. Sometimes they, they recap, you know, certain things that were uh, touched on before. And today was basically following up on the Razor Crest. So the Razor Crest was um, backed in what was it like? It was like less than two days, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little uh, a little more than 24 hours. And I, I think it would have been sooner if they didn't have a couple hiccups with uh, the the backer page going down. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was backed or pretty much the same, almost the same amount of time that the Marvel Sentinel was backed. So yeah, I think it it reached the, that six thousand mark a little uh, a little bit after those twenty four hours. So yeah, that's that's wild. Because thinking back to the sale barge, I think that took it, it was like a month, wasn't it? It was like almost towards the end where we still weren't really sure is the sale barge going to get back, but it was it was pretty close. Yeah, there was uh, there was some nail biting moments there, and um, you know, I I think I ended up ordering a second one as it was starting to get closer to uh, to its goal. So, um, yeah, you know, that's that's another interesting thing to talk about with this too is just how you know during the the conversation today they brought up the uh, the barge and. And that 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 same thing, how you know it 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 took some some time to get back where this mm. it happened so fast, and they were almost taken back by it. So that was just some very revealing conversation, right? Where they were talking about um, accomplishing the second tier unlock. And they didn't have anything else planned because they didn't right. they didn't know if it was going to get 10,000 or more than 10,000 backers, which that is just interesting in itself. That conversation is, well, you know, you yeah. you knew it's you, you, you know, it's a pretty big pop culture phenomenon right now, but you, you, you were still kind of comparing it to your other benchmark, which was your first HasLab project. Right. So, you know, it's, it's just very revealing that they, they, they weren't anticipating this much uh, attention to it. Yeah. I, I wonder if part of it was that, you know, once the barge actually did come to fruition, because, you know, you had to back it before they made it. Uh, and once they actually made it, people started doing reviews. I did a, a video and... Um, people started to see like what the quality actually was like and you know I know a lot of people were like well you know I should have gone in on that when when I had the chance because now it's like double the price on eBay Um, so I wonder some of it was that you know people didn't want to miss out and like you say the Mandalorian is a huge deal right now yeah that that FOMO is definitely a big a big factor Um, I can't tell you how many people I, I speak to in the hobby that is exactly what you're saying that they they didn't get in on it. They thought, you know, um, yeah, you know, part of it had to do with the price. I mean, five hundred is, um, what is that twenty or thirty percent more 
than than yeah. the current price yeah. for for the Razor Crest. But you know, the, yeah, that other part of it was they they almost didn't believe it was going to be as intricate and detailed. Uh, it's almost like they didn't believe they were going to deliver on what they promised. Right. So, because so, yeah, you think point. back to 2018, and that was a time where. A lot of people had become a little disenfranchised with with the Star Wars toy line. You know, Black Series was getting a lot of attention, but the three and three quarter inch was basically at that point just like five POA and, you know, whatever Walmart was doing with three and three quarter inch Black Series. um, Vintage Collection was just kind of like it it was about to come back. It hadn't come back yet in March of 2018. So I think there was some of that as well. And now that the line is back and they have done some pretty cool things in that time, uh, I think it's brought more people on board, and maybe it's brought a few people back as well. That's another another great point. I mean, yeah, we we didn't have. I think I think it was revealed in February, and we didn't get the 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 uh, the new TVC uh, product until around April, right? Um, so yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, it's a very good point. I almost forgot about that. That you know the timing of things was, it was all just coming back, and we weren't really sure, um, what what to expect with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, it, it's a big thing, and you know there. I I have a feeling that next time they do one of these, they're probably going to set the threshold a little bit higher, just so that, <laughs> you know, it, it it has a little bit of t- more time to breathe, and you know they can maybe run a little more time between those stretch goals, because you know like they said in today's live stream, as you alluded to. Uh, they didn't anticipate things were going to move this fast and that they wouldn't have another tier to introduce because they only had two in, in, in the pipeline. Um, so maybe next time it'll be like a bigger gap between tiers. Uh, maybe it'll, it'll be like 10,000, you know, between tier one and two or, you know, however many they set for the next HasLab. Yeah, yeah careful what we wish for, right, with the success of this. Um, you know, I was talking with uh, with Chris over at Bantha Skull and uh, – you know, he had it. He had a good point that you know this this speaks volumes to what this could do to help the line in the future, right? This is almost like another, not not a petition, but you know, this is almost another way that we're we're showing our demand, the demand we have uh-huh. in it, and and obviously, you know, um, it was probably in their interest to do something with the with the new media and the popularity of the show because. Um, it will draw in, right? All these people yeah. that are big fans of the show that may not be collectors of the line. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many um, people I've seen in social media discuss that. You know, there used to be either six-inch collectors or just a new collector in general. Yes, and they're jumping in on this. So yeah. it's great. And I've um, I've seen that also with like the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run version that was at Target. You know, people that don't traditionally buy the scale knew that was coming out. They're like, oh, it's a Millennium Falcon. And they jumped in on that as well. And um, I think, you know, like with the barge, that was something that relied more on the collectors that were already there or who, who had been collecting for a long time. Right. Uh, it was based on something that wasn't in current media, you know, Return of the Jedi. That's, you know, uh, it's almost 40 years old. And, uh, you know, this is something that's current. It, it is relying on the on the uh, the push from the show itself and, you know, all the other content that's being produced in relation to the show. So, um yeah, no, there's there's a lot of reasons, I think, that this has been the success that it has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, we we got to think, too, that um, the the barge has, I think, solidified the, the HasLab platform, 
right? So, you know, what if what if they launched the the barge today and used tier unlocks and and more marketing around that? Would it have even more appeal, right? So I almost don't want to dismiss that as well because, um, you know, I think with them kind of saying, you know, we we were, I think Patrick even said it at one point that, you know, we weren't sure at one point it was pretty, uh, it was becoming a nail biter seeing if this was going to get backed. And, you know, I'd like to think if they did that, the, the barge again today, uh-huh. um, it would, it would be a different story, right? Cause again, there's that appeal, that value, um, that quality that people didn't know, but it's also again, Oh, it's a has lab. I should I should just get yeah. in on it. <laughs> That's true. The first one didn't have any of that. It was the it was an experiment, and um, now that they have a few under their belt and they kind of know how to run these campaigns a little bit better, um, yeah, I definitely think you know more people are seeing that, and um, yeah, they don't want to miss out. Yeah. Yep. So it's definitely definitely exciting times. Very exciting. Um, so, you know, thinking two years down the road, and I'm, I'm just going off two years because that's how long it was, it's been since, it's been like two and a half years since the sail barge campaign was kicked off. So thinking down the road, 2022, let's say, uh, it's time for a brand new HasLab campaign. Uh, what do you want to see? Ooh, would I, would I want to see something again in, in the three and three quarter line or am I yes. putting out there what I, okay. <laughs> Uh, that, obviously, right? Um, man, you know, the the crest was kind of was one of those things that you kind of knew was going to happen. I think just because of the popularity of the show. Um, you know, I know a lot of people were talking about uh, a Death Star playset. You know, with all the different corridors and uh, the, the throne room and a hangar and, and stuff like that. Um, other people were talking about a cantina, you know, and, and a what? just uh, the uh, Willer's Cantina. A what? The cantina? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, of course it's the cantina. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I thought... <laughs> I thought you were having audio issues. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, there's that. And then, you know, there was a lot of great discussion about a figure set, you know, and uh, I was kind of on that on the on the, the bandwagon for um, give us some some tertiary figures from a few different movies that we've been clamoring for. We've been begging for. Um, you know, give us 10 tertiary figures that, you know, are backgrounders that we've been, we've been begging for, uh, because I feel like in, in many ways we're not getting a lot of those, those backgrounders that made, you know, the Kenner figures, what they were and many of our Hasbro figures, what they were, um, but, you know, I, I think for me, it would have been either, you know, a cantina would have been great or uh, a figure set. You know, the Death Star, for me, I, I want something that's more complete. Mm-hmm. I just don't want I don't want compartments of something. Um, obviously, we're never getting a, <laughs> a Death Star because that would be uh, 
absolutely ridiculous, right? Uh, um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or if it was parts of it, right, that would build the Death Star. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, I I think the figures come first, and um, it would have been awesome to just have, like, you know, I know you've been pushing for the Tonica sisters, Um some of us have been pushing for some of the Jabba's um, uh, guards and goons there to, to you know, like uh, your Velkins and your Baradas and some other figures that you want a definitive figure of or, or new characters of. Um, yeah. Yatsur Ren and, and, and those, uh, the mercenary pilot, a bunch of those different guys. I'm a big Return of the Jedi fan. Um, that was the one I watched the most growing up. I'm a, I'm a 1980 born child. So for me, I, I, I watched return of the Jedi a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so, you know, I, I think those were a couple of the options, but you know, that's again, going back to the OT. So, you know, um, what do you think? I mean, that's a couple of the, yeah, so I was kind of thinking Death Star, but a few months back. But now I'm kind of feeling, starting to feel like it, it needs to be like you're saying something that's self-contained. Uh, yeah. I think what they're doing with the modular type playsets, like the Java's Palace thing and the the coming up uh, Tana V4 set, I think that stuff you know works great. And if they, if they can build on those things later with like follow up playsets, you know, even better. You can continue to build out. Um, your dioramas. I think that's just perfect for that. But I think they found yeah. with the sail barge and now with the razor crest that, you know, people don't want to buy something that's incomplete. Um, it's kind of hard to, uh, it would be hard to do a Death Star without it being like a thousand dollars or something if you want to do it right. right. Um, you know, you could do a cantina, but you know, same thing. Um, it's, it's a diorama. I don't know how well that would work if it's just a diorama and then you get into, well, do you design the outside of it too, the exterior and then the interior? Like, how does it work? So I um, I feel like it's got to be its own thing. And, you know, luckily in Star Wars, there are plenty of vehicles to choose from. So, um, you know, hopefully they, they do something that people want first and foremost, but also something that, you know, is a little bit ambitious and maybe something we wouldn't expect them to do. So... Yeah, I know. I know some people were were really hoping for, you know, fans of of Rebels were were hoping for the ghost. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the <laughs> Phantom, the Phantom kind of built into it and maybe both both the Phantoms they had, Phantom 1 and 2. But yeah, I mean, I, I I'm with you on that. As you just heard me is I think it really needs to be a complete thing. And with the Cantina, yeah, I mean, we had some people on social media doing some pretty cool things with uh uh booths and uh wall sections which you know again that's not a complete set um but you know it's giving you uh that playability of having the the booths and kind of a wall and uh you know the 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 entrance way or kind of like that that saloon look right with the entrance way in but then also having that bar and and cantina atmosphere so yeah i totally uh-huh. totally with you but there could have been some pretty cool play sets to add on to that um and yeah maybe the maybe the death star would would be more of 
the next line of play sets that come out and they don't just, you know, give you one. They, they give you two or three or four different ones that have different sections of that. You know, I, yeah, I think that's that's that. going to be the key with these modular play sets is being consistent with them. Because, you know, we only had the Jabba's Palace play set and that was, well, that was like, was that last year that they came out? I think it was last year, right? Yeah, last year. Last yeah. year. So yeah. uh, now they're doing the other one. So I kind of feel, or, you know, the Bespin actually just came out. So I kind of feel like they need to be consistent about it because it kind of feels like if you're spacing these out for every three years i think some people you know may lose interest and you know it might never happen if if they wait too long yeah no good point i know a lot of people were hoping for some more to add on to the to the job uh to the job is thrown uh the job is playset right job is playset um so uh, could could have been the throne room or the DS, um, all all of that stuff. Why, you know, when are we going to see that stuff? Are we going to have to wait till till the anniversary of Return of the Jedi? Um, yeah, is all all this hot new media going to kind of put things, you know, slow things down um, from a, from an OT perspective? Um, obviously, we got like you said the the best been playset, um, but you know, what is that? what does that mean for, and then we're getting the Tantive playset, right? So you got what episode you got rogue one, which is, you know, rogue one episode, uh, episode four kind of around the same period. And then you have, you have episode four, I'm sorry, episode five, excuse me. And episode six playsets. So what's, what's next, you know? So yeah, good point. You know? Yeah. We'll see. It, it seems like there are, I mean, at least we got two announced this year, right? We got the the carbon yeah. freezing chamber and then the Tanavi Whore hallways. So that's that's cool. Um, maybe next year, you know, providing that they continue ramping up vintage collection, I don't know if they will or won't. But you know, if they can at least get two more of those types of playsets out that are you know covered different territory, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I think I think it might have been in one of your interviews that you know they you asked them about the the success of them with with the Jabba's playset and they said that they were very successful and very pleased with their reception so it seems like they've already started like you're saying with two playsets this year you know ramping that up it's the, the 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 issue I have with all that is what many of us have is that we need you know more figures to be able to yeah um enjoy these so. yeah that would be the ideal i think they did a pretty good job with the Jabba's playset last year um you know they had just come off the success of the barge and you know they were releasing uh, or you know a lot of them were reissues but you know various skiff guards and figures that um you know that tied into not only the skiff and not only to the barge but also to this playset. and i think if they did something like that this year for the freezing chamber i think that would have been awesome you know even if it was just like repaints of Ugnaughts or Cloud City pilots or whatever. Uh, and then the same for the Tana V4. I mean, they're not even releasing that we know of, like a Re- Rebel Trooper, like in the main line. So that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that that happens. I mean, at least when they um, sell out of their stock of of the, the Tanta Four play set, that they just, you know, throw him in a, in a case, uh, in a case assortment at some point, maybe later next year or in the middle of next year. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely got some some Java. I always call them Java goons, um, which was great. I think I think the big and that is awesome that we're just getting stuff. Period. Right. So we can first say we're we're happy. This is happening, and we're getting stuff. But we also want those character debuts and yeah. or the that new tooling or kit bashing of updated figures yeah. right so yeah so it's more of that stuff that we that we are clamoring for and i you know this year from um a newness perspective on figures was was rough right i yes. think we only got eight or nine eight or nine figures um yeah. <laughs> so you know that's I think that's the next piece, right? So we we had the petition, we've been, you know, pulling out our wallets and, and you know, paying up, ponying up all, all this money and buying all this product. So hopefully um, we see what you're, like what you were saying, that we see a, a ramp up start happening. And, you know, obviously Patrick did, did address it and say it's going to, going to take us some time it's going to be towards the you know end of next year into uh did he say into 2021 or 2022 i forget how he said it but he said it's coming it's just going to take us some time to ramp up to that yeah yeah it's i mean yeah i mean there's not a whole lot we can do at this point right i mean they plan these things out so far in advance all we can really do is keep asking for it and showing the support and um, you know, it's kind of one of the things I wanted to do with um, the Vintage Collection podcast was I, I think I'm at a point where, you know, I, I collect both scales. I think you get a little bit into the six inch as well, correct? Yeah, I do dabble. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I know that it's it's never going to be like, you know, the 2000 or, you know, the 2000s, you know, when, you know, we're getting tons of stuff, you know, 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, right. 11. It's never going to be like that again. And I, I, you know, I recognize that, but. Uh, I, I think it's important too, you know, to, you know, we know that this is an important line. It's a historical line. It's, it's the genesis of, you know, Star Wars toys. And, uh, I think, you know, the goal should be, uh, you know, to preserve the scale, make sure that it continues, but also to, um, you know, make the biggest push we can for more product, because I think the demand is there, the support is there, but the product isn't quite there. So, uh, you know, hopefully with the, all of our combined efforts, um, we can make some things happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, John, hey, this has been fun talking about the uh, the Razor Crest updates and, you know, a little bit about the Vintage Collection. So if uh, our listeners want to find you online, uh, where can they go? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, the far side of Endor. So that's that's my my tag on um on instagram and and you can find me on facebook uh on under john miko and uh you know if you don't mind you know i I, we administer a pretty large tvc group out there and it's called star wars the vintage collection um so yeah check us out up there we're um there's a ton of conversation going on right now. I think we have over over 80,000 comments, likes and reactions going on on a monthly basis right now. And they always it always ramps up when when stuff like uh, reveals and and uh, conventions happen happening. But uh, 
there's a lot of great participation there and uh you know there might be some hasbro eyes and ears listening and watching in there so we we greatly appreciate that and um yeah that's where you can find me so thank thank you again for having me on the show i had a blast and i I hope i didn't talk your ear off (laughs) yeah no awesome stuff and uh eighty thousand is a good number thank you greatly appreciate it (laughs) all right thanks john good talking bye thank you for listening to the vintage collection podcast for the latest developments be sure to visit banthaskull.com and follow our contributors via the links in our show notes. You can follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more Star Wars toy collecting content, subscribe to the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel and listen to the Cantina Chatter podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about the show. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection Podcast. Collect them all, and may the force be with you.